What's up, everybody, and welcome to The Comment Writers. We are a common writer review podcast slash video series. And I am your host, Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. And joining me, as always, for this intrepid adventure is my good friend, Toby Tobes. How's it going, Toby? It's going wonderful, Josh. Toby, <laughs> I have... I have some important questions, queries for you pertaining to Halloween. Um, Let's hear it. And this is maybe maybe unique to my particular area, but it is eating me alive inside, and I need to figure out if it's true across the country or if it's a weird phenomenon just for me. But, okay, do you remember last year where... (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) It was a long time ago. Everybody bought those like giant 12 foot skeletons and every house had a giant 12 foot skeleton and it was all over all over the Internet. And it was like the biggest, hottest thing around Halloween. Was that was that was that on your radar? Uh, I believe they're 20 foot skeletons. Uh, They are are the wildest things. My next door neighbor has one next to his house and the one local website. Much like to do, look, go through the uh, the pretty Christmas lights, Google Maps of like these are the houses that really deck themselves out. Uh-huh. They uh huh. They map out the a, tall skeletons. We have a twenty foot skelly map where if you want to go for a tour of all the houses with skellies and quote unquote other Halloween decorations, you're more than welcome to. Okay, that's actually pretty awesome. So <laughs> my, my thing with those. So last year they blew up real big, and it felt like I saw a hundred of them. Like just in the month of October. Just driving around my normal routines, I felt I feel like I saw like at least a hundred houses that had a giant ass skeleton. This year, I'm expecting to see all those houses put them back out. And I've probably only seen one, maybe two giant skeletons so far. And I have no freaking clue what happened to the rest of them. Like these people all bought these. You spent hundreds of dollars on a giant skeleton. Why are you not putting it back out? What did you do with it? Did it did it fall apart? Did you sell it? Were you just renting it before? Like, where did they go? I don't understand. It's it's eating me alive. So you're right. They were they are twelve foot. There's also like fancier ones that were twenty. I guess that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, they weren't that expensive, so that's why I think everyone jumped on the trend. And I would assume you just keep it in the basement with everything else. Were they not like three hundred dollars? I thought they were like three hundred bucks. I thought they were super cheap at Home Depot, to be honest with you. I think that they were like 300 bucks at Home Depot, which is okay. which is like it's like, you know, a thing that you could spend, but like that's that that is that is that is a an amount of money you would expect to get maybe more than one Halloween's use out of, I would think. Um, but like the 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 sheer drop off that I have seen this year in in giant skeletons is um yeah, 2.99 at Home Depot is what the, what they are. Um I just can't believe that I haven't seen any when when last year they were uh, almost like ubiquitous. It was almost like if a house decorated for Halloween, they were going to have one of these. And this year it's like they're just nowhere to be found. So I think I think somewhere there's like a giant trash pile that just has hundreds of 12 foot skeletons. It's like it's like the uh, the Atari dumpster. Right. I think that's what happened. That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. Like, what's the conspiracy here? Where is the where is the Atari landfill of E.T. cartridges? So looking exactly. at the looking at the 2023 12 foot tall skelly map in my local area, I would say if I went 20 miles north, south, east, west, so that's a 20 mile radius or is that 40 mile radius? Wait, like if, I, 20- if I'm in the middle and I yeah. go 20 miles east and 20 miles west, okay, is so that the- a 
that would be a, a 20 mile radius but a but a 40 mile diameter okay. yeah so if i go in like i'll call a 20 mile radius around my house from a quick scan of this map i would say there are 57 skeletons marked off that i could go visit okay so it's more of like a uniquely here thing that people just didn't put them out again like it sounds <laughs> like there's just as many around you as there were maybe last year but like for some reason right here right around me <laughs> <laughs> everyone got rid of them <laughs> so there's there was one house in one smaller city nearby mine that had a giant skeleton forever before it was cool they can literally say we had this before it was cool <laughs> yeah. but them and a mix of like two or three other houses i can think of now theirs is up 24 7 365 hell yeah and they, ha- and they have costumes for every occasion Okay, like, there was there so was Easter a house has the Easter Bunny, the... Christmas, there's a Santa adjacent yep. dress code, etc. There was definitely a house near me that ran with it for a long time. It, they they eventually took it down, but they they definitely ran it through Christmas and they did like the Thanksgiving costume and the the Christmas costume and stuff like that, which I really appreciated. Like if you're going to spend $300 on a giant skeleton, at least get your money's worth, for sure. We have like and even like the one of the I'm going to use the word funny. It's not funny. It's like I see it and go, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, over summer, the one had a bikini on. And that, oh, made nice. me ch- that, that made me politely chuckle every time I drove by. But that's about <laughs> the extent they can get from me out of these situations. Listen, it might be because I am an old man homeowner now, but I am very here for goofy skeleton humor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to run... Uh... <laughs> used to run an Instagram account for a uh, plastic skeleton where we would we would pose him in funny situations doing funny things with funny captions and um yeah it, it's right in my alley you're a weird guy <laughs> I, am, I am a weird guy thanks for noticing <laughs> my gotcha is skelly uh skelly dress and humor <laughs> uh there's right some really good skeleton puns um on the instagram account and our, our skeleton was a glow in the dark skeleton too so there was it was extra fun that's pretty legit yeah his name was phil is it, it short for anything is that short, is that part of a pun short for phalanges okay there we go yeah yeah <laughs> i i can hear you smiling while you tell me this story i'm just like i know he's having a good time like, i'm just like yeah like, all right josh go on I can, I can feel the smiles through the microphones good i'm glad i'm glad or no you know what? It's, it's not it's not a smile it's self-satisfaction because when you started telling that joke as soon as i asked the question of is it short for something I can feel you light up <laughs> and you're like phalanges. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you, you properly identified it as self-satisfaction. You're right. It's it's worse than a smile. It's not just a smile. It's self-satisfaction. That's exactly right. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better with your dumb phalanges joke, uh, I was just on what we call vacation. And <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound so sinister. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and one of the one of the things we did was it's you basically ride it's almost like a little train cart but it's electric that you pedal by yourself i can't think of like the proper name for it but if you think of like the old mining carts that you used to see people like pump the handles up and down to go oh yeah 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 so they have those but it's a two-person bike of sorts where the wheels are still like actual rail car wheels and you sit on and you, you pedal your little legs and the, the rail nice. cart goes i like it and it's also electric so like oh. when you start getting lazy you just press the little throttle and you go perfect so we were riding 
them through the woods on vacation and we were talking about it and it was decided that everyone should have a little like Bluetooth speaker or a communication system between all the carts. Cause you go in like a pack and there we were saying like, Oh, the, the hosts or the tour guides or whatever should tell jokes the whole time or like give summaries, like look to your right and you'll see the blah, blah, blah river. And you look to the left and you'll see a torn down building. So then I was like, if they had told jokes the entire time, I would turn off the speaker. Like I would get irritated. They wouldn't shut up with all the horrible jokes. <laughs> You'd be over it. I would be over it. So we were laughing about it. And then I was like, yeah, it would just be like horrible train puns the whole time. So then I literally was sitting in this dumb little train car. It was, I mean, it was fun. I'm going to call it a, a dumb train car though. I was sitting in the train car and I was like, think of all the bad puns you could think of. So I was sitting there thinking as hard as possible. And I was coming up with as many dumb train pun jokes that I could think of just from my own brain while riding this car. And this is right along the vibe of your story. But I would tell the jokes then, and it had the smug satisfaction of like, huh, that was pretty good. Good job, Toby. <laughs> you and me are the same person. <laughs> very, very truly. <laughs> yeah. Because, for example, this is where we were <laughs> going. And I was like, because like, there's not many options for trains, like, without getting like, reusing the same joke all over and over again sure. or making it dirty. I was like, I need to think of like family friendly yeah. happy jokes. Right. So the two I can easily think of again, I was like, what does a train and an orchestra have in common? And I was like, they both have conductors. Ah! I was like, sit there and giggle. Cause I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And then the other one was, what does a train say when it sneezes? And it was a choo-choo. And then I started laughing hysterically again. And by the same face as you, like my face probably lit up. And I was just like, I'm so sure. ha- I was so happy with myself of like restyling these in my head as this was going. <laughs> so self-satisfied. Well, I, I, I do things like this sometimes, like in, in our house. And I it ends up just like groans is when I get back. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, he's at it again. Here we go. <laughs> That's great. I would appreciate your puns. I appreciated those two. Those are great. I'm here for them. <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't like, I'm not good enough. Like there's some people that can do like rapid fire. Like you had to think about you have a topic. They're like, Oh, here's 20 jokes in a row. Like, what about this? What about this? Like I would sit there and just pedal for two or three minutes and then go, a choo choo. And then I'd like <laughs> sit there and like giggle. And then like ride for another five minutes. Cause like, I was literally just sit- sitting there thinking as hard as possible. Like <laughs> what more can I come up with while we're doing this? Just racking your brain. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> uh, that's just great. tracking my brain. <laughs> Train boy. jokes, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's jump into some emails and see if anyone else has some jokes instead, Toby. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of emails this week. This so. podcast's off the rails already. <laughs> <laughs> it always is off the rails. I don't even know if you're allowed to to call that one a pun since since we always say it goes off the rails. It'd I be more interesting just... if one was actually like on the rails. If it was just like a calm professional podcast. That'd be so weird if we just started a podcast and you're like, so what do you think about uh Common Rider Gotchard this week? And that was like the very first thing I said to you. <laughs> You'd be, you'd be so weirded out. <laughs> but no, I don't think we could do it. Like if, if we would, if we said like we're shooting for this normal 60 minutes. Yeah. There's no way that I think you and I could go a full 60 without it eventually turning into bullshit again. No, I, there's no way 
so we we've, we there's a there's a there's a saying around our house now, which I I realized tonight as I said it, it goes, out loud. Dad, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we feel that that too. Uh, but no, I was I, on the drive home tonight. I was ranting about these skeletons and where the giant skeletons went, and we pulled into the driveway, and I'm like, I got to talk to Toby about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, there's just some things I got to store up until we get to a podcast, so I wouldn't be able to not let them out in, on the, in the middle of a show. That's just not how I'm built. <laughs> uh, anyway, jumping into emails, our first email comes in from Shade. Uh, Shade says, surprisingly, uh, I don't have any trivia or questions to answer this week. Uh, I do like this week's episode. This is referring to last week's episode, I believe. Uh, I do like this week. This week's episode, though. The wrestling thing was cool, and I kind of want a wrestler G card now. See, that's where I landed on this too, Shade. I don't know that I want the whole belt this year. Uh, but I did I want a card. I wanted a wrestler G card pretty bad, and I did look it up, and you can get like a crazy foil wrestler G. It, it might be worth hunting one of those down. Uh, <laughs> Shade says, "How much do you want to bet that wrestler G action figures are going to be on premium Bandai?" Oh my god, probably are. Yeah, are you gonna buy one? Will that? Um, will you buy that? I would strongly consider like if they, if they came out with a wrestler G action figure, I would strongly consider getting one. Yeah. What if someone just made an Etsy one? Uh, that's not, I don't, I don't care if someone makes an, an Etsy one. I don't, I don't want it. So you <laughs> don't would, want a custom wrestler G figure. You just want a wrestler G figure. Like I, I would think that a custom one would be cool, but it wouldn't be like a driving force to get it. If that makes sense. Like if it's official and I can get an official one, um, then I'm more into that. If if someone on Etsy makes it and it looks cool, I'm gonna look at it and say like, "Oh, that's really awesome! Someone made that." But I'm not gonna like, you know, go out of my way to acquire it. I gotcha. Um, Shade then sends along some cool images. Um, first up, the Christmas chemi cards or special chemi cards uh, coming for Christmas. And uh, Shade says, "Now that you've seen X8, I assume you'll always flash back to that certain moment whenever Christmas comes around." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, if you haven't seen X Aid, which we are are working our way through it right now, um, Christmas is a is a um, a traumatizing time. Come <laughs> come X Aid, it is both the best episode and and a traumatizing one for sure. Uh, but Toby, if you were curious about what the uh, the chemi cards for Christmas are, there is Santa Claus on one side, which is just Hopper One dressed up like Santa. Which is very good, and the other one is uh, Steamliner with um, a Rudolph nose and antlers on to make him Rudolph. This is and adorable already. That one is named Tona Rail Liner. I don't know what the Tona. The Tona must be like <laughs> Japanese for Rudolph or something. I don't know. Uh, but yes, it is. It is Hopper One and Steamliner dressed up for Christmas, and the. Uh, the rider helmet that the cards form when they come together has Rudolph antlers and a Santa beard on. It's amazing. Tona in Japanese, at least if it's a name, means soar, fly, glide. Oh, okay. so maybe yeah. because he's going to fly like Rudolph, it's Tona Steamliner or Steam whatever instead t- of t- just t- yeah, to- the, t- the Tona Rail Liner because he's he's flying through the air like Rudolph. That that makes perfect sense. Look at us figuring things out. Thank you, Google. Uh, and, yeah, and Google. <laughs> also, we talked about it, the, the card categories. So the category for these two cards is a Christmas tree. Does that count as part of the 10 or no? I don't think that it does. I think that's a separate uh, a separate thing. Josh, just so you know, a plain wrestler G is like two, three, four dollars. 
Okay. But the, but the foil parallel wrestler G is forty. Okay, I'm probably not gonna spend forty dollars on a card, but I might spend two dollars just to get one. That seems <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, and then Shane sends along some other funny images. Uh, one is uh, when wrestler G and Common uh, Rider Gotchard kind of like form an alliance it looks exactly like that meme of the two buff guys kind of like grasping arms like there's the the white guy and the black guy and they're like forming a union you know what i'm talking about that meme i i, I do know that meme yeah it looks like that um and then uh, shade sends along some fan art uh mixing in the bujin sword from common Rider geats which is very cool looking and uh sends a closer look at the the gun the bullet chojo uh gun the wild form gun that we shot at the the yakuza um, and it just, yeah, it looks like a gun. It looks like a, <laughs> looks like a gun. With it butterfly looks wings. like a gun. Yeah. And then finally Shane sends on a picture of Kudo quote, if she was American, <laughs> which is a behind the scenes photo where she's just holding up two pistols. <laughs> I was hoping she was, uh, that's perfect. Cause when you started saying, when you, I was going to try to preempt you. And he said, holding up and I was going to make a joke. And I was going to say it better be guns. And it was guns. It was, it's so guns. Speaking of which, do we have any I, updates? I, on- I was just going to cut you off the same exact way. <laughs> Perfect. Take <laughs> so it the short version of the weekly gun t- update uh, is my 91 year old now grandmother uh, told our lawyer that she thought there was a pistol under her mattress that she slept on. Uh, she said in front of the lawyer, she wanted my uncle to throw the gun in the river as part of her will. Uh, I asked my uncle about it recently. This is up, now we're up to date. I asked my uncle about it. He says he has no idea where it is. And he said, I never would have thrown it in the river. That seems ridiculous. Good. So I was like, okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. And he said he remembered seeing it six months ago. Oh, so he's he knows that it did exist. He knows that it did exist. He did see okay. it. But it is not there. It is still not there. Uh, he said, so six months ago would have been way after the other parts of this conversation. So um, it's definitely missing. He said, ask one of the cousins. They probably know where it is. I said, the cousins are the ones that told me that she had it. And they didn't take it because they all live in different states. So the gun at this point is literally missing. She thinks it's still under the mattress. It's not. Uh, I asked my dad who stays with her. He has no idea where it is. And his statement was, people steal my shit out of here too and take it. So I have no idea. People just do things here. So now we have a, a missing registered firearm to my grandmother. Cool. Somewhere in, this the, is... somewhere in the somewhere in the ethers of my state. <laughs> Potentially worst case scenario here. I mean, not worst case, but not not a good not a good outcome here. <laughs> um, wow. Well, yeah, I was I was thinking that maybe like the gun didn't didn't exist or you know hadn't existed for a long time or something, but no, it was <laughs> it was there. And now I'm saying, is there a chance that Grandma is lying and she threw it in the river? I don't know how she would have gotten to the river to do it, but she could have. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe she's got the means. I don't know. I don't know. So this will probably be the last gun update, unless somehow it shows up in the house at some point. Yeah, like, uh, but this, kind, but this is going to be a great hoping. mystery for everybody. <laughs> like at this point, kind of hoping it's the last gun update, right? Because otherwise, it's just like you're going to open a cupboard somewhere and there's going to be a gun hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably laugh. It'd probably be okay, but yeah, <laughs> nice. M- missing to the world. Now we can continue with emails. <laughs> All right, well, that's that's your gun minute. <laughs> <laughs> our next email comes in from uh i believe new emailer jamie lee and hello jamie lee, says, jamie lee hello jamie lee jamie lee says so a few neat bits of trivia about gotchard 
uh, we talked about the jobs, right? We talked about the categories of cards. We talked about one of them being jobs and we're kind of figuring out like what counts as a job. And Jamie Lee points out, which I didn't think about this angle. It's essentially the Japanese equivalent for a class, like in, in an RPG, which they even use the term job in one of the final fantasies, maybe multiple. I know um, the newer so. bad ones. I feel like <laughs> they went like, I, cause nine still had roles. Like Vivi was still a uh, mage and things like that. I gotcha. feel like X or 11 or X two or 12 or one of them changed it to the job system at some point. I don't know if it's still that, but definitely switch at some point to like, just spec people out the way you want to. It doesn't matter who they want to be. Yeah. So, so that's the, the, those two things, I guess are closely linked then in, uh, in Japanese, <laughs> in the, in the parlance. Right. That works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jamie also is telling us that, uh, Valverad's suit was said pre-release to have been made by Spanner himself. Which is an interesting angle of that, like, which I guess makes a lot of sense, right? If you're an alchemist, you can you can make yourself cool like mech armor. <laughs> Just do whatever you want to. Like, if you can make, yeah. if you can decide what you want to be, the sky's really the limit. I agree. I agree. I like that. Thanks for that little little tidbit. Uh, Jimmy Lee also says Gotchard's forms aren't actually suits. He's physically changing into that form, unlike Valverad, who is a suit. Like, I get it, but like, I'm still going to call him suits. I'm always going to call <laughs> it a common writer suit. I, I know, I know it's like Super Sentai where like, it's, it's, it's probably closer to like a Venom symbiote than it is a, a suit, but I'm, I'm still going to say suit. Just if they suit. wanted it to be his natural form, they would have done this like Black Sun and made the grasshopper arms grow out of his back. Totally. If you wanted me to think that it was it was part of his natural form, I would see more dick in it. That's what that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if I can't see like at least a bulge, then then it's it's a suit, uh, or the or the grasshopper arms, like you said. <laughs> we, we should have stopped the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> we should have stopped it a long time ago. Uh, and then finally, Jimmy Lee says, "I actually love uh, that ant wrestler forms uh, rider kick." is an Irish whip into dropkick. Very fitting for a wrestling form, in my opinion. Yeah, everything about that episode was so perfect <laughs> as far as, like, the wrestling stuff goes. Like, they did such a good job of the, like, struggling gym, uh, you know, has a star wrestler thing, which is, like, so stereotypical. The wrestling match and moves that they did was great. The training montage was, like, perfect wrestling. Um yeah, and then yeah, the Irish whip into dropkick was just chef's kiss, just the perfect, <laughs> <laughs> the perfect uh, little cherry on top. Uh, very cool. Jeff, thanks for that email. Next email comes in from Dave. Uh, Dave says, "Hi, newish listener here. I waited a few weeks to see if anyone else would write in, and no one did. So I thought, hi, I'd newish explain- listener. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I'd explain why Ringe, who is the the other student who sometimes." Uh, dress is weird. Uh, we pointed out that she was wearing a Takayaki hat the first time we saw her. Uh, so Dave is here to explain why she was introduced wearing the Takayaki hat and tiger outfit uh, since we were wondering a few episodes back. I am ex- so excited for this explanation. Uh, Dave says, in universe, the character is supposed to be from the uh, Kansai region of Japan. While this might not be obvious to Western viewers who didn't read the character bios from the lead up to the show, or... I did not. I did not. I didn't. I didn't read those. Or are massive weebs like myself. The first telltale sign is the way she speaks. Uh, Renge uses 
Kasai Ben, which is sort a sort of regional accent of Japanese. In Japanese media, the characters who use Kasai Ben are usually depicted as a bit more folksy, often having come from the countryside or a small town. Wait, this is, oft- this is from ahead. Yakuza. Really? There's one of them. Someone's from, from that city, that area. I'm not going to try to say it because I'm going to fuck it up. But they make, oh, it's no, it's during one of the dumb dating things, I think. They're like, oh, I'm from Kansai or whatever the hell it's called. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, I speak different. Huh? Isn't that cute? <laughs> Isn't that charming? And it's, the, it's a real country <laughs> bumpkin vibe. So you know what? Yakuza. Again, everything's okay. Yakuza and everything's Kingdom Hearts. I'm back Perfect. in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently this uh, Kansai Ben is often uh, transliterated as having a southern or Texan accent uh, since the cultural connotation for Americans is somewhat similar. Okay, that makes sense. And yeah, I I have seen that they have... They've done that a little bit with her speech where she she does like the y'all thing a little bit. So that that makes sense. She says, hey, fellas are out to catch some chemis. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I want to catch some chemis. I am. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's very, very interesting. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that little tidbit. And then David continues. Uh, the biggest city in the Kansai region is Osaka, uh, which is famous for its takoyaki. And characters from Kansai are often depicted as crazy for the stuff, hence the hat. The last time I remember the hat being used was in Common Rider Double. I love again that the the, the props it's, just it's always throwbacks. Always throwback <laughs> by the female lead uh, Akiko. Uh, she was stated to have lived in Osaka before coming to the fictional Futo City, where the show takes place. And is shown wearing it once in the show and once as a child in a flashback during the winter crossover movie with O's. For the Tiger outfit, it is a reference to the one baseball, or it's a reference to one of the baseball teams of the Kansai region, the Henshin, the Han, sorry, Hanshin Tigers, not Henshin, uh, who are based in the greater Osaka area and generally are pretty popular. <laughs> so I, I love their like smack you in the face version of telling you where she's from is just putting her in <laughs> funny hats. That's great. But people got it right away. Yeah, that's that's yeah. even funnier to me that people, you know, a little a little dumber like us, are just like, oh, look at the stupid hat. And then people <laughs> that know shit are like, no idiots. Yeah, it's actually a, a specific call out to where she's from. Anyone that knows anything will definitely laugh at this joke. That's perfect. Dave says the show basically did the American equivalent of introducing a character with a Texan accent, showing them wearing a cowboy hat and boots in one episode, and then a Dallas Cowboys jersey in the next. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah just like what is the most stereotypical thing that we can put you in to show that you're from this region um obviously you're crazy for takoyaki and tigers <laughs> uh that's awesome i'm so happy that you wrote in dave because i was super curious about what in the world they were going for with that and uh now we know very cool dave do me a favor we're not going to read it on the next podcast but since you said you're a newish a newer ish listener let us know if you found us from Gotchard or from Geats. I'm just curious. Thank you. <laughs> I like it. I, I like I like conducting on the fly surveys. Here. <laughs> <laughs> the people uh, are smoking. Are... He's the one that said long time listener, first time caller. So I want to know how long time listener it is. Or he didn't say listener. that. He's a he's a newish listener. <laughs> Whatever. It's a freaking American saying. Shut up. I have my cowboy hat on. Let me go. <laughs> And our final email this week comes in again from Shane. Another email here. Uh, Shane says, first off, apologies for the lack of trivia last time and possibly in the future too. 
Uh, the truth is I haven't been on top of the Gotchard scoop lately because I really wanted to watch the new season of Loki. Okay. I'm going to pause Shade's email here because I have a story about Loki. <laughs> so I was also excited to watch the new season of Loki. I started it uh, like two nights ago and watched the first episode of this of, of season two. It was really good. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I instantly then clicked on the show again to watch the next episode. And I got like maybe I'm going to say seven or eight minutes into the episode and I'm watching it. And it's like in my head, it's like recapping what happened in season one, like the beginning of season one. But with Loki, they do all these like time jumps and there's all this like alternate reality stuff. I'm like, oh, I bet they're just like going and doing an alternate reality telling of something that happened in season one. Like, okay, I got it. And the more I watch, I'm like, man, this feels like exactly the scene that happened in the first episode of season one. Like, what's going on? And it just keeps going on. And I'm like, am I just forgetting? Like, is did something change and I'm just forgetting what's going on here? Or like, maybe this is a whole different Loki who's going through the exact same thing. And it was about the eight minute mark where I realized, no, you dumbass, you're watching season one, episode one again, because... <laughs> Only one episode of season two was out so far. So I clicked on it and it started playing season one again. And it took me like eight whole minutes to realize that it was something that I'd seen before. And it wasn't just like a retelling for the second season. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a smart man, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of today's podcast. Very true. Uh, Shane says, looks like there's a cool, there's a lot of cool new things this month, like Loki, the Five Nights at Freddy movie, which we talked about. Uh, Sentai is having a crossover, catching up with the boys uh, because Gen V, the new Spider-Man game of which I can only watch on YouTube because I don't have a PS5, and I even got myself addicted to Marvel Snap. Yes, welcome, welcome. <laughs> more nerds. <laughs> she says, I've been playing for four hours straight and I want more. Uh, yeah, I still am, am completely addicted to Marvel Snap. Um, and I, I, I hit Infinite for the first time uh two seasons ago because uh, I, I don't really play enough to like grind out infinite because it's it's usually my like fill 10 minutes here fill 10 minutes there type game uh but i did hit infinite two seasons ago and i got so freaking close last season but just didn't have enough time to finish it out uh, but i'm i'm on my way again this season but uh yeah it's very very fun uh, Shane says, my God, lots of stuff this month. Uh, hope the other listeners will try to write more emails in my possible absence. Uh, this is your encouragement. You don't even need to make super detailed ones like I do. Just write the guys some funny jokes or something. I shall return if anything interesting happens in the show. <laughs> now on to the usuals. A recent set leak popped up online showing both Gotchard and Geats posing together. So I guess they're currently filming the crossover movie. And from the leaks, there are also some very interesting chemis that are appearing too. Oh. It's those stupid fake cards. <clears throat> yeah, the ones yeah, that the don't EX, count. The X Neon, uh, Kawa, and Eats ones, I'm sure. <laughs> Shane says, the one thing about the movie I'm very curious about, how are they going to balance God in the movie? <laughs> yeah, because Geats is, is just basically God at this point. Uh, the movie is literally going to be a crossover between God and a boy with his Pokemon. <laughs> they'll make it some... Cause, no, because he met... No, the end of that is he like ascends... And and they like they have shrines to Geats, and he comes down and grants their their wishes. No, but I don't know because it's like a, it's like a good Saw movie. You just say, oh, he met he met Godshard, Chase, and Hopper five hours before he died, and like the movie will be like hours four through two before he goes away. Yeah, I do think it has to. You be right, just right around it. Just right yeah, around it. 
no right one around. cares. Right <laughs> Sell some toys. Everybody wants to see some cool action, and yeah. <laughs> Shane says anyway. Some uh, something pretty interesting about Spanner's actor. Apparently, he lived in Hawaii for ten years and is fluent in English. Uh, on top of being a fan of a few writer and Sentai seasons, he has also seen Power Rangers and is a fan of Kikaider. Uh, which is a toku show about an android that fights other bad androids it's pretty cool um which i think is a show that actually aired in hawaii i know that there's a lot of like hawaiian uh kikaider fans there's like a big overlap there because i think they aired it uh dubbed in hawaii specifically weirdly um in this episode, I especially enjoyed how comically jerkish Spanner was, uh, so much that it reminded me of how Commoner has a history with jerks. Back in the 2000s, there was an influential writer that has a very soap opera style of writing, and in every series he worked in, there's always a character that is a huge jerk. So seeing Spanner in this episode really reminded me of that era in Common Rider. Finally, to dial it back to Geats for a moment, I swear I've moved on. A new special episode just came out, and it's the cast in character, talking about behind the scenes stuff and deleted scenes. Um, so then uh, Shade links to Baroba talking to a staff member and then blowing up Toei Studio. <laughs> so we'll have to check that out. Uh, that is the uh, Geet's Extra Emergency Special Delivery Desigras Special. Ooh. And uh, not the first time a Colorado has tried to blow up Toei. <laughs> Apparently, yes, that, that happened in one of the 0.5 episodes of uh, Geo as well, which I'd forgotten about. Very good. Uh, all right. That is our emails for this week. Thanks for everyone for writing in. If you want to join our friends here and send us in an email, send those over to cast at commonwritersucks.com. And with that, we'll jump into discussion of Common Writer Gotchard, episode six. Episode six. So last time on Gotchard, we had the awesome wrestler g episode so there's a lot to live up to here toby <laughs> josh, josh's bar has been moved so high nothing <laughs> can possibly compare to last week certainly has um <laughs> uh this episode opens we see kind of an angry woman on the phone she's saying things like what do you mean it's over it was all a lie like she's she's getting broken up with and one of the abyssal sisters shows up and says you know he's a terrible man he's trash you how do you feel do you hate him hate 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 just and, like just like any good friend would do during the breakup, you just say, "Oh, he sucked. He was never any good for you anyway." You got to be careful about that though, because then if they get back because the rebound when the, when the bounce back happens, then you look like exactly. an asshole. Exactly. Everybody's made that mistake once, and you, then you learn. You, you don't you don't go super ham on like, <laughs> "Oh my god, that person sucked." I'm so glad. The second time, the second time, you can be like, "Yeah, he, I, that was a bad idea. I, I respect you for doing it." So yeah, it was <laughs> definitely a bad idea. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so this woman, um has a, a pepper chemi that uh she you know it gets gets paired with here but it gets interrupted by none other than mr spanner um <laughs> she says who are you mr spanner says i'm not telling my name to a monster <laughs> <laughs> and then he like fuses a chair together with something else and then like shoves her out the window makes it like uh, a, it's like a green cannonball just blasts her out the window <laughs> exactly and he tells her there's no beauty in revenge live for the future <laughs> <laughs> which i really liked a lot i like that he has like a a real like moral <laughs> moral <laughs> he gives at the end of his uh his fights but toby spanner starts to leave and there's someone lurking in the shadows 
he has a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, this stalker, this whole episode, this guy, we learn more about him as we go, of course, but he is the biggest overactor that I've ever seen in my entire life, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that there's a, a secret spanner hater. So like, like really, like we're we're moving the right direction here. <laughs> so, someone else hates him. Uh, at one point, this guy is like giving his kind of like, like I don't know his his villain manifesto about why he hates Spanner. His and he's just story. like he's just like like thrusting and dancing as he as he tells the story. Um, if anyone uh, if anyone knows the reference in Letterkenny, there is a character named Gale. And she's always like super sexual. And whenever she talks, she's always like slowly grinding. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he reminded me of. Is he reminded me of Gale. <laughs> that's a wild comparison, but we'll go with it. <laughs> Hopefully someone out there knows what I'm talking about. Because if they do, they'll be like, oh my God, you're, to- you're so right. <laughs> uh, let's see. After that, we cut over to Hotoro. Hotoro's in the... Uh, in the family restaurant, he's cutting up some carrots. He's, he's, he's cooking some carrots. He's making one of his uh, perfect dishes. And I noted at this point, he is humming. He's always humming the same song each time. Have we confirmed so, if it's the theme song yet or not? I It doesn't sound like the theme song to me, but I recognize it as the last thing that I heard him humming. Like it was, it was distinctive enough that it's like, oh, that's the same thing. That, that's but his I, song. But I, I don't think it's the theme song, but I'd be really cool if it was. But if anyone knows what song he's humming, I would love to know what it is, because um, it, it definitely seems like it is one intentional and two, it's always the same thing. Uh, we uh, we are with Hodoro's monster hunting friend. And basically, he like he feels like he's he. Uh, I, th- I think his mind's about to explode. <laughs> basically, at this <laughs> point, he's like, I, rem- I remember things. I think I do. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel bad. So, at, so at, po- at some point, his mid to end game story will be he realizes Hodro is a common writer or he controls God. the ghosts or the monsters or some adjacency to this. I'm sure. I hope so. The guy deserves it. Like he's put in the work here. It's it's very sad that he doesn't get to know that his friend he doesn't get to know his friend is a common writer when his friend does not hide that information from anyone else in his life. Like he like <laughs> he does such a terrible job of hiding the fact that he's a common writer. Uh, I feel like this friend deserves to know that he he cares so much about these monsters. He deserves to know that his friend is the common writer. <laughs> uh, and then coming in for breakfast is none other than again Mr. Spanner. He shows up. He, he he sits down, Toby, and he says, I'm here for breakfast. Make it already. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we have a lot of like uh, everyone being like, oh, my gosh, it's it's a new friend of Hotro and Hotro having to be like, he's not my friend. Oh, yeah, gosh, he, he, he hammers it, hammers it home so hard, like constantly just like, no, I don't like him. I don't want him here. I don't want him around. I don't like him. Get away from him. He um, right. I feel like this is really the first time that he is upfront with Spanner about not liking Spanner. I feel like before he always like vaguely pretended. <laughs> and this is the first time he's just like, no, get this guy out of here. What, what are we doing? <laughs> it's, I think it's more offensive that Hodoro's mom, this random boy walks in and he's like, yeah, I'm going to cook now in your kitchen. And she just goes, yeah. oh, okay, honey, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really like, he didn't really give her an option to say no he just started doing it, but then she was very for it. She was like, yeah, sure. Of course. 
Um, but he, he first tries Hodoro's meal, says, I suppose I'll partake. He eats it all. He like he scarfs it down, but he says it's terrible and you're hopelessly untalented. Uh, but then, yes, he makes this like weird ass purple omelet. I don't even know. Um, I don't know if he made it purple just because, you know, he's purple or if that That's is a weird, a weird Japanese dish that I'm not aware of. But it uh, I it looked very weird. I don't think I would want to eat a purple omelet. But apparently it was delicious because everyone loved it. <laughs> of course, because, you know, he needs to he needs to keep flexing on his friend here. He does. He's like, oh, look at me. I'm so much better. I'm the cook for your girlfriend. It's it's so much. He he leaves a big a big tip. It looks like, and then he walks out, and the mom's like, "Does he want a job?" <laughs> <laughs> the mom's ready to hire this dude. Like like she's actively watching her son. Her son, who is like a, a, a star student, wonderful around the restaurant, is actively being like, "I don't like this guy. I don't want him around." And the mom's like, "Screw you, kid. I'm giving him a job." <laughs> <laughs> so great. Spanner leaves and Hotoro runs after him. Uh, specifically, Hotoro says he's going to run after him and tell him off, which I liked a lot. I'm going to give this guy a piece of my mind. Uh, Spanner knows he's being followed. He says, you know, hey, why are you, why are you following me? Come out from, from there. Hotoro thinks he's talking about him, but turns out he's actually talking about the stalker again. Pidgey 2.0 was my, <laughs> before he turned into a hawk. I was gonna say I, I tagged I tagged him as Pidgey two point and then he switched and I was like this this is even better this is all we needed. <laughs> as he said, he comes out, he turns into a Malgum, and it is a hawk. Yeah, which is I think one of the cooler looking Malgums for me because he it makes more sense that he's got the extra arms too, like those fit really well because it has hawk wings and the arms crossed across the chest and talons um, for a face. Yeah, talons for a face, which is a super cool look. Uh, also, this is an interesting volume because depending on the scene, they they move where the arms are. So like when we first see him, he's flapping the wings. So the, the actor's arms are in the wings and the arms across the chest are fake. Later, he's using the arms across the chest, the human looking arms, and the wings are not moving. <laughs> so it's interesting that they shift around the use of the arms here where they haven't really done that before. Um, <laughs> the the Hawk Mogum tries to attack Spanner. Spanner tells him to aim properly, which I liked a lot. <laughs> he's just the ultimate jerk. I love, I love how cocky he is. He's too good for his own good. He is. And then Hodoro joins in the fight. He uses wrestler G and ant trooper and he becomes like three separate pieces, which was very confusing to me. I don't know why he was not a whole person, uh, but he like has his three separate parts attack the Mogum instead of forming a whole person. Very strange. And uh, Hodoro, of course, is, is questioning about uh, who this guy is. Spanner says he doesn't know who the stalker is. So, which there, is a it, it the way it works out in the episode. It's a hilarious way to start that because you just think Spanner's being an asshole and like just blowing off like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> but but the, as the seeker reveals, <laughs> yeah, that we'll talk about in a little bit. It's actually like. Like looking back on that now, it's actually like a hilarious setup for what happened. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, you think he's you think he's lying at this point. You think you think it's like, oh, you have a secret or something. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that's not really not really the case. Um, back at school, uh, we find out that essentially this person is the arrival alchemist. 
to Spanner. Um, you his went name rogue. is yes, exactly. He went rogue. He his name is Namar Kazi Bolt. So Spanner and Bolt, which is very funny. Uh, That's a good he, call. He <laughs> lost. <laughs> uh, he lost the final alchemist test to become like a super rank A alchemist to Spanner. Which one? Yeah. I found it very interesting that the the final test is like a versus match. Like only one of them passes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like Harry, just like Harry Potter. I agree. When they have oh, the dumb that- du- when they when they well, they have their uh, dumb dueling class. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. the same same thing. It's very this whole academy shenanigans is very Harry Potter like. You're right. That's all I'm going really really to keep saying until someone says Toby. I agree, and then <laughs> I can stop saying it. I agree. I'm telling you that you don't I agree. Count. You don't count. <laughs> okay, I, want, yeah. I want others to, to back me on this wild ride. Fair enough. Uh, so this cat lost to Spanner and then got real mad about it. And then from then on, he's been missing, they say. And, and yeah, it turns out he's just been like stalking uh, Spanner and attempting to murder him. Basically, is <laughs> really what it boils down to. At one point, we see like a flashback where he like goes through the ways he tried to get the jump on Spanner. Uh, and Spanner like very very easily prevents all the stuff that's gonna fall on him and like you know uh, has it fall to the ground harmlessly and stuff like that like so like Spanner has has been uh, has had multiple attempts on his life I guess recently and just plays it super cool <laughs> no big deal <laughs> it's like the Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote you know you just can't you just can't catch that damn bird yep exactly over and over and over again we, we get a little scene here where Kudo is sad about uh about dads because she sees a a dad playing with his daughter in the in the park they're swinging uh i thought the dad and daughter was was very cute because when they walk away to go home they talk about eating pudding and they pudding 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 pudding. pudding. (laughs) (laughs) i think so based off of the that's not getting overly dramatic yet but there's been a lot of kudo dad drama at least in her mental aspect of it so i think they're setting up for her where i could see her turning amalgam because of the dad anger, oh. rage, fear, whatever you want to call it. So that's gonna be my that's that. gonna be that's gonna be my newest prediction. That she's gonna get too jealous and baby Mel's gonna come get her and be like, Oh, use this chemi that has dads in it, and then she's gonna get all angry and ragey and have to fight Hodoro. I love that. Yeah, I hadn't hadn't thought of that angle, but that totally totally could be i love the idea of a dad kemi where it's just like she transforms and it's just like he's wearing like a hawaiian shirt and like and like white tennis shoes and <laughs> uh and he's ready to go mow the lawn <laughs> it's great uh since kudo's so sad spanner shows up so like so i guess i should say hodoro is like stalking <laughs> and, and he hides when he sees the spanner uh comes up Spanner asks her what's wrong, gives her a Kemi and says, uh, and Kudo says, aren't you interested in the Kemis? And Spanner says that uh, collecting them is his job. He's just not into collecting them for fun like a certain someone. And there is a hilarious, huge gasp from Hodoro. <laughs> it's after, like, you wound me. <laughs> after that line specifically, I said it, a combination of the past couple weeks. At this point, I am beyond over. The Hodoro Spanner Kudo triangle, triangle of yeah. non love. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's slowly followed up by Kudo being used as bait again for a monster, which is the other half of the thing that I'm tired of involving Kudo. <laughs> yeah, Kudo, like, 
you know, he he's a very willing common writer, but he's just not very good at it yet. <laughs> and it's it's so interesting that they're pairing him up with Spanner, who is this like just super nonchalant hero. Like he's he's sort of almost like the prototypical hero. He's like he's like the stereotype of the guy who doesn't look at explosions, right? He's just exactly like, just walks off and smirks and yep, looks at the ground perfect at everything and doesn't and acts like it isn't hard to do <laughs> where Hodoro is the guy who needs constant praise <laughs> and <laughs> and isn't great at things <laughs> yet um constantly is shown up by uh, you know a young girl who has like a quarter of his powers <laughs> uh but uh spanner his next line made me just want a gag because he tells her cheer up kudo a smile suits you best <laughs> yeah see i'm telling you i'm over it i'm Ugh. over all of it <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing like telling a girl she should smile more to win her over <laughs> just terrible uh but of course toby the stalker is nearby the stalker sees this and recognizes that kudo is spanner's weakness so the stalker Flies over, grabs Kudo, and flies away. Hawks away. Uh, she's she's in peril. She's in peril. Oh, that's that's gonna drag. Uh, that's gonna drag Spanner into things. Hodoro also, of course, sees this since he was hiding out, and instantly calls upon Gold Dash to go chasing after Kudo and the Hawk Hawk Malgum. And Spanner Toby has a sick all black motorcycle <laughs> that he also goes chasing with even even when it comes to riding cool motorcycles spanner is better <laughs> it's just a little bit cooler just a little bit cooler and also his his has to be like a real motorcycle because he doesn't have like a cool chemi card right so it's like <laughs> he just had to have a motorcycle parked somewhere <laughs> uh which i feel like makes it makes it harder and someone's gonna ride in and go well, just so you know, that bike is actually from Common Rider season twenty-seven. It's a, a prop throwback, like all the rest of them. And then I have to get sad. <laughs> they, only, they only have one bike that they just keep reusing. Um, the Malgum takes Kudo back to uh back to the quarry where we always go, but conveniently, it's also apparently the site of their alchemy test. Uh, it's where they they had their big showdown first. Um. Uh, I really liked at this point the hawk laughs and he he sounds like a hawk when he laughs. <laughs> I thought it was very very cool. And he starts to give his big monologue. This is where he fought before, blah blah blah. And Spanner says, "Mind if we get started?" which is what he told him when he was monologuing years ago. Years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, uh Spanner hasn't changed clearly. <laughs> and uh we have Gotchard uh transform and he kudo's getting dropped basically at this point in the air because they have kind of a a fight in the air kudo's getting dropped and we use the what what i wrote down as the spicy gorilla form <laughs> <laughs> so the the gorilla sensei and the pepper chemi card come together to form this new form for commoner gotchard which again is a cool look I, I like i like the vibes i think all of the gotchard transformations have been very cool so far and to add to my ongoing rage and drama with the show, uh, when they were taunting about Kudo before Spicy Gorilla showed up, uh, Spanner hit Hawkman with, because he said something about like, oh, you know, your your girlfriend's in danger. And of course, Spanner goes hits goes with the uh, seventh grade line of, well, she's not my girlfriend. And gets <laughs> yeah. all like sassy and pissy about it. 
Yeah, he's like, he's like, you made you made a mistake. She's not my girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, okay. You can just you can just save her and you don't have to you don't have to make sure that the the the, the things are set correctly. <laughs> She's not my girlfriend, man. Now I'm definitely gonna fuck you up. <laughs> I did think that the the Valverad Malgum like air battle was cool. It was neat that like since Valverad has the the copper the, the sorry the chopper uh, card, he can he can fly through the air pretty effectively too. So they're just like up in the air doing their little battle. That was pretty pretty cool to see. Uh, I think we also got some new music playing under this scene. Uh, I didn't recognize it at least it was the first I'd heard it, which is which is cool. It's like what the ending music like should be, <laughs> but yeah. we don't. Yeah, is but it isn't. And then I thought the end here was very, very cool. So, you know, um, we ha- hadn't seen much from Hodoro as Kamen Rider in this fight. It had mostly been kind of a Valverad thing. But Hodoro as Kamen Rider does his rider kick and he kicks Spanner's feet to propel him up for like the big blow. I thought that that was super cool. So explain to me the logic of a bird can fly higher than a helicopter, please. Uh, well, it's not a bird. It's a, it's a Malgam. But it's so a it's hawk. A, it's a bird man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's a Malgam hawk. How can the hawk fly, the Malgam hawk fly higher than a helicopter? Well, the helicopter, it's like, you know, it's, it's carrying a guy in a suit. I can call it a suit because he made it. Uh, we learned earlier. <laughs> it's got to be pretty heavy. You know, I mean, the, the, I bet the helicopter by itself could fly very, very, very high up. But when you pair it with like having to lug a whole human covered in metal, like that's a challenge. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just saying that's the, listen, it's equivalent exchange. <laughs> that's how alchemy works. Uh, he can't make himself lighter. It's just how, it's just how the helicopter works. But we, uh, we beat the Malgam. We get the card Hawk star. So we get to turn into a Hawk at some point. <clears throat> At this point, Hodoro is like excited about having worked with Spanner. I think, like, I think he's like jazzed about their cool like combo kill. We can be friends. Like, I drop kicked you into the sky. Which yeah, be best remember that? Also, by the way, dro- drop kicking your friend to propel him further forward so he can do more damage is very wrestling logic. <laughs> like, as long as you hit something else, it won't hurt you when I kick you. <laughs> so good uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna jump off this and as long as i land on another person it damages then but it doesn't do any damage to me <laughs> uh, but spanner uh refuses to sh- shake hands with hodoro at the end but he goes over and apologizes to kudo for kind of her being in that whole mess so again hodoro gets snubbed toby this boy's trying but the cool guy is always gonna cool guy above him Yep. I, I feel like I feel like he should have kept up the vibe of like, I'm going to give this guy a piece of piece of my mind. But instead, at the end, he tried to be Mr. Nice Guy again. He gets he gets shown up. He gets shown up. This is all like when M tries to be friend hero. And he's just like, shut up, intern. Get the fuck away from me. It is. It 100 percent is that that relationship. Yeah. If uh, if hero was like even more of a dick <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and even better at being a surgeon. <laughs> Uh, the stalker, of course, is still alive, didn't die, uh, still hates Spanner, is trying to, like, tell him, like, you know, essentially the, like, you'll never get away with this. <laughs> and Spanner asks, who are you? <laughs> Again, seems like he's just hammering home, like, I'm going to be a real dick about things. So, 
I think he's lying here, right? He's got to know who this dude is. He's not an idiot. He's got to remember that he did this alchemy test a year ago and that he beat this dude, right? So I'm going to say with the way TV shows work, I don't know now. At first, I thought he was being a dick when we got to the point of like him seriously, him being like, no, seriously, I don't know who you are. Like before that, my note was, this is some real, like, I think it's, I couldn't tell you what movie it's from anymore. But like, that, there's that line that's like, for, for so-and-so, it was just a Tuesday. For you, it was the worst day of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and that was like that real, the whole vibe of him just being like, I don't know. Like, I'm just here. This, this was the worst day you ever had. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. But I was <laughs> thinking about it after I watched the episode and we started talking. So at the end of it, uh, Pidgey 2.0 gets the brain wipe. And yep. he's begging and crying and pleading, don't do it, don't do it. And then they do it, which makes it extra cool, like watching someone beg to not get erased because they know what's about to happen to him. Yeah. So when I was thinking about it, I wonder if at some point between the duel that they showed us and the point in life that they are now, I wonder if Spanner got brain wiped, brain wiped once and had oh. to like be reset. And that's why he doesn't remember that guy because he literally lost all of his memories and informed new memories. And that's like, he's not being a dick for no reason. He literally has no clue who this guy is. So that would be awesome. I don't get the sense that this season's writers are clever enough to do that. Like, like everything's been sort of at face value this season. If this was Geats, I would 100% say, like, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I bet that they're, that's the, that's the angle they're spinning. But here, I don't know. I, I It'd be cool, but I don't know if that's what they're trying to pull off. But I, yeah, that's, I like that angle. They're just doing stuff this time. <laughs> just doing stuff. Uh, I had to look it up. It's like the Mad Men meme where it's like, I feel bad for you. Uh, I don't think about you at all. <laughs> <That's sort> of, <laughs> that was sort of the vibe. Like, I don't even think about you at all, man. <laughs> uh, and then the ending here was great. So yeah, I, I loved the begging for his, his memories thing too. It, it uh, They've done some cool, the last two episodes, they've done some very, like, they've had a fun little episode that's kind of been a little, you know, goofy in spots, and then they end it with something that, like, suddenly feels super real. Like, the <laughs> the, the wrestler G crying for his friend was like, whoa, hit me like a ton of bricks. And then this one was like, oh, this just, this has got, like, before they'd, they'd played a little bit of the memory racing, like, pretty fast and loose, right? Like, I erase his memory. We can't have people knowing that we're alchemists. And this one's like, he knows full well what's coming. He knows <laughs> the repercussions. He's begging for it to not happen, uh, which made it made it a lot more serious feeling. It's basically so. they had a gun to his head. Yeah, totally. And, the, and he was like, please don't shoot me. And they're like, no, but we're going to another deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know how this works. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, I loved I loved the Hotro, you know, staring after Spanner, just fuming about the fact that Spanner got one over him again. And he says, I want to surpass him in cooking, too. <laughs> <laughs> Not just now in alchemy. He wants to also become a better cook. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's his real thing. He, he knows like his, his real life is here. And he's like, no, no, no. I want to beat him where it really hurts. I'm going to make purple omelets. <laughs> I'm going to get the girl with the omelets. <laughs> yes if he could if he could make a cool he would make like an orange and blue omelet or something to match his colors yeah you know yeah, what 
Okay, add that to the mental books too, because I could see that happening. I bet. I bet we see that at some point. It's a cool common <laughs> Rider themed omelet. His family loves it. Kudos, swoons. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's right in the world. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, so then, yeah, that wraps up Gotchart episode six. Tell me, how did you feel about episode six overall? With it getting a little more real with these people and their actual lives, like the dude begging at the end, I, I move forward and I like this series and it feels good. And then every <laughs> week we spend five of my 20 minutes of Hodoro pining away for the girl who vaguely shows interest in him or at least wants to get to know him as a person. And then we fight with her what vibe feels like her ex-boyfriend and then i just get irritated and i wish they would just stop doing all that stuff (laughs) yeah i'm kind of right there with you like i like the individual characters like all three of them i think are pretty interesting they're all very different and like pretty well um pretty well like characterized so far like i know i know what kudo's about i feel like i know what spanner's about i feel like i know what hodoro's about but yes, the fact that like we're we're in this love triangle is like the least favorite thing that I'd want all of them to be doing right now. <laughs> it feels like, um, so yeah, I wish I wish we would move on from that storyline a little bit, or like figure out like there's another wrinkle to it because of something in Spanner's history or something, right? Like maybe maybe it's not a love thing between him and Kudo. Maybe it's something else that they haven't told us yet. Like I, I need the next step. I think in that story already because it's yeah it's it's getting a little old pretty pretty quickly I, it would irritate me just as much but at least if like if Hodoro was pining away for kudo and kudo was pining away for spanner and like ignoring Hodoro the whole time at least that adds a little more drama but it really seems like none of them give a shit about any of this like <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, Kudo seems pretty oblivious. Not not oblivious, but like she seems like she doesn't super care about either. <laughs> yeah, she seems she's she's worried about her dad, and yeah. uh, she's not really interested in uh, finding love currently. It doesn't appear, which is which is fine. Uh, but yeah, it's like you're you're right. It isn't a love triangle in the sense that like I love her, she loves him, and and, and you know it's not it's not requited. It's just sort of like. It's a love triangle because he likes her and I don't like that he likes her, but more I I don't like that he likes her more than I like her. It's more <laughs> of a jealousy thing than it is a love thing. And she doesn't like either of us. <laughs> which is the which is the which is why they should be friends. They should bond over their common ground of this girl hates both of us in that way. <laughs> <laughs> they should yeah, they should all bond over their mutual distaste for each other. That's perfect. Maybe that's maybe that's what will happen. Also, I I want um, I I think I'm pretty spoiled by uh, Kamen Rider Geats setting things up and then resolving them so quickly. So I'm to the point now where I don't want very many more scenes where Kudo is like, ah, dads. Like I I want <laughs> I want that to move along. <laughs> like I want her to run into her dad, come face to face with them. If if we're gonna say he's still alive. I want her to have some sort of confirmation that he's dead. If we're going to say he's dead, like not saying that can't continue to be a story throughout the season, but like, I don't want it to just constantly be every episode. She has one scene where she's really sad about dads for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, I think that's the thing that will potentially get old, but I think overall I do really like, I like the characters. I think they're telling very 
fun, interesting stories so far. The, you know, last week was of course awesome. We talked about that a lot. I think the stalker angle here was actually like fun and, and interesting and new. Uh, so I think they're, they're having fun with this season and I'm, I'm liking it so far on that, on that basis. But yes, hopefully the, hopefully the triangle is not, uh, not super triangular forever. (laughs) (laughs) Make it a dot or a line. Don't keep it a triangle. And And don't make it a square, a pentagon, octagon any other shapes either let's get oh. to let's get it to a line or a dot <laughs> yeah what what if <laughs> what if hodoro likes kudo but kudo likes spanner but spanner likes renge but renge <laughs> likes sabi maru but sabi maru likes kudo or likes likes hodoro just goes yeah. in a big circle let's so do it yeah you know what you know what i take it back if we can go any any shape past a square i'm back in on this but square <laughs> or triangle i do not approve of Perfect. That sounds great. <laughs> All right, folks. So that wraps it up for us for this week. Um, once again, if you want to send in some emails, we'd love to hear from you. Cast at commonridersucks.com. And of course, we have a Patreon. We've talked about it a little bit here in this episode, but if you want to check out um, extra bonus content that we are putting out, right now we are watching through Common Rider X Aid in our Watch and React series where you get to watch the video with us while we watch it, hear our thoughts about it, kind of like a mystery science theater-esque vibe there. Uh, you can find all that on our Patreon. We are, uh, what, about halfway through XA. We've watched all of Black Sun as well. You can sign up right now and get access to all that stuff for just $3 a month. It's patreon.com slash thecommentwriters, also linked in the description. So we'd love for you to check that out. You also get access to our Discord, where you can chat with us and we can talk about all kinds of nonsense, uh, like Disney common Rider belts and <laughs> um, uh, random uh, 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 punk covers of common Rider songs, all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. So real quick. So if you're listening to this podcast, I want everyone to go, go to the YouTube channel seventh vampire. I think it's just one dude that does a bunch of instruments or does like instrumental programming plus plays guitar he seems to put out either an anime theme song or a common writer theme song video every couple days of a quick cover and for as much as i love the um the my kemi story song by back on i think they are uh this dude's cover is like 20 times faster and more punky and more toby music it's good, yeah. And they also have a very hardcore, screamy cover of Trust Last from Deets. And those are the two main ones I found. There's a bunch of other ones like uh, World's Worst Show, Kuga, and some other stuff. But <laughs> cool. the covers are all fantastic. And I want everyone to go look at, go check out the channel, 7th Vampire, if you're listening to this, and say the comment writer sent you. Because it's always funny to me when people post random things like, <laughs> oh, I got here from so-and-so. I just want to see it happen. But shout out to them either way, because yes, very, very good stuff. And uh, clearly a fan of the same things that we're a fan of. All right. So that's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week to talk about episode seven. Very excited to see more of this. And uh, we hope that you join us for that as well. Uh, But until then, have a great week, everybody. Peace. Peace.